What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, here we go. Time for another episode of the Pulse of Finns Nation. I am your host, Lewis Sung. I am joined by Ron Caniff. I am joined by Chris Early, otherwise known as Duke. We are here and ready to rock and roll with another episode for you guys. You may be listening to this afterwards with the uh, Three Yards Per Carry podcast feed. You can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Ron, Ron's the expert on all things podcasting. I don't know where else you can get it, but you can get it pretty I, much I everywhere. Am? I, I mean, was just thinking I want an AKA. Like Chris is AKA Duke. I want to be AKA something. You're, yeah, besides I know, AKA I, dumbass. I, no, I know who you are, sir. I, all I need to do is get Chad Ronamon back on the show, and I know exactly who oh, you are. Uh, uh, what is it? The Doctor Love. Doctor Do- 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 Lovecock. Yeah, Doctor Lovecock. That's you, you Mister. <laughs> I never win a bet with you. I don't like that AKA, but uh, I guess I'll roll with it. That, that, you got to win a bet every once in a while, man. Yeah, and so I don't have to be Doctor Lovecock for a week on Twitter. <laughs> well, I think that maybe that maybe that's why he's like like man. I really hope Chad doesn't get back on this show because I'm gonna lose another bet. Yeah, I'm not making. I'm not betting him anymore, man. <laughs> I lose everything, but I think I lost them all but one, and there was a bunch of bets. Yeah. Terrible at that. All righty. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're going to get right into it as soon as we can. Make sure, once again, you're listening to this either here live with us on YouTube or on the 3YPC podcast feed. And also, hey, make sure you go to OnlyFans. It's only $3 a month to get the best Dolphins talk on the NFL, on, on the internet, I should say, the internet. The internet is a big place, man. All right, let's go ahead and we'll get right into it. But before that, as always, let's go ahead and mention this show is brought to you by our good friends over at pricepicks.com. Use that promo code five, that's F-I-V-E, and they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit. When you sign up, they give you all sorts of promos that you can take advantage of, the Taco Tuesday promos. Right now, they're going with the 12 days of Pixmas, which basically means all the way up until Christmas. They're giving you special promos that you can take advantage of. There is actually a Kevin Durant free square that is going to go and be available for actual Christmas Day. 
today. So make sure you're going to take advantage of that before it expires. So once again, use the promo code five, that's F I V E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. And also, if you haven't already done so, make sure you're clicking on the links in the description below to be able to get your order of Super Mario RPG or maybe even Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Both games have been getting rave reviews ever since they released. And you know when the game critics and the game players are actually hand in hand with their reviews, you know that you have something good on your hands. Once again, click the links in the description below to make sure you make your order and you will get some bonus items for doing so. My Nintendo Store, your best and easiest way to the world of Nintendo. All right, so I see Duke has uh, had to walk away for a moment, but we'll go ahead and get him back in here in just a moment. So the real thing that I want to talk about really quickly here, the Miami Dolphins, obviously, they have their biggest tests coming up because this is the part of the season we were all looking at and saying, oh, my gosh, we really need to be in a really good place as far as our record goes if we're going to make the playoffs because look at who we have. Which I think we are. I mean, I think, yeah. One one last-minute meltdown and we'd we'd be, what, 11-3? and I mean, 10-4, and I think we're in really good shape. And that's the thing about it, though, that kills me is that even the, if you really think about it, you look at the AFC, you look how stacked the AFC is, right? You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They're still the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to Mahomes all over everybody. But is he, though? Like, I'm sorry. I keep still- watching that team, and I understand, like, last year they were counted out, then they won the Super Bowl, but they were kind of counted out early. And by halfway through the season, you could tell before that you were like, oh, they're not missing Tyreek at all. They are currently sitting I'm- at. They are currently sitting at nine and five. Yeah, the no, I get what behind- the record is. I'm not talking about the record. I'm talking about when our eyeballs watch the game, when our eyeballs watch that team. Their defense has regressed this year, and their offense has not gotten any better. It's been struggling, and it didn't. It wasn't even pretty against the Patriots, and they're a three-win team. So I'm just saying, I, I don't know that Mahomes is going to quote unquote Mahomes over everybody. That's that's my only point. I'm not. I'm not like super nervous about that team. I don't even think they're as good as when we played them in Germany. I think they've just been regressing slowly. Now, can they get it back? Yeah, but All right, gonna, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry, Lewis. I interrupted you. I just wanted no, to no, add I, that point that that team just doesn't scare me right now. No, I get it. I, on paper, it doesn't scare you, and when you watch the film, it doesn't scare you. Yeah, but yeah when thing. I watch the games, I don't know anything about on I'm, paper. I'm gonna it's get all, into it's all on the on the games now. I'm gonna get into some conspiracy stuff here now because here's what I'm thinking: Patrick Mahomes threw an absolute temper tantrum over the fact that Kadarius Tony was caught offsides. He blew a gasket. He even got Andy Reid to come out and say things, which but got them both fined for publicly mocking the officiating. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, there's this increased emphasis on offsides for offensive uh, see, players. I, I said this last week, but I know you weren't feeling well, really weren't here. There was 12 of those penalties called already this year before the KC game. This is something they've been emphasizing since the beginning of the season. If a wide receiver lines up woefully offsides like Tony did and doesn't look over to the ref to <clears throat> get some guidance, says, hey, am I good? Because remember, the ref is further down line. So it's it's easier the further are you are down line to tell if somebody's offsides versus if you're closer to the ball. It's a little harder to tell, um, honestly. And that's why they, they're able to look over. Anytime a wide receiver's done that and not looked over like they're supposed to, guess what? They get called off sides. And then Miami, it was the same thing. I wasn't Robbie chosen. It was chosen. He lined up right where Tony was. He never looked at the ref. I think <laughs> the ref was actually yelling at him. It's like, hey, called, hey, I, you're off sides. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy theory. They've been focusing on it all year. When Mahomes says, oh, it's never called. In the past, you're right, it's never called. But this year, it's been a focus. 
All right. Well, I mean, I still feel like there's something there as far as uh, whatever it is that Patrick Mahomes, because this is the thing, you know, the NFL wants Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Oh, right? of you course. Have, and yeah. you know that they want that. They, they That's their golden boy, man. Him and Josh Allen together. They, yeah, sure they want their bills in. They want KC in. Absolutely. You're and, right. About and that. they want that. They want that rematch. They want the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes rematch. Yeah, I mean, there's three teams right now that they want in out of the AFC, for sure. They want Bills in, they want the Ravens in, and they want KC in. And anyone else that gets in, cool. But they don't really care. They're, they don't They don't see the other teams as big market teams, honestly. Which and Buffalo's not a big market team, but they're a big draw to eyeballs on the TV, especially because of Josh Allen. Yeah. So you all that hero ball, it, it it makes a lot. It makes a lot of people get really excited. But now here we go. We see the Miami Dolphins are in a position. They are currently what was it, ten and four? The ten and four right now. Ten and four. So, and control our own destiny, even control our own seed. If all we have to do, yeah, all we have to do is just beat these three teams. But that's the question, isn't yeah, it? That's, Can that's, they do it? Can they pull it off? And obviously, on obviously, we're thinking about it. it's like, of course they can. The hey, when Tony Romo it. says this team can win the Super Bowl, then I gotta feel like yes, okay, we can. But, okay, yeah, but games. you know what? I'm gonna disqualify that. I'm gonna disqualify that comment because as the Dolphins were on two, twenty seconds, as, as the Dolphins were twenty seconds away from shutting out the New York Jets, which they eventually did, yes. twenty seconds away. He goes in to say, man, if the Buffalo Bills make it into the playoffs, man, they can be a really dangerous football team. It's like, oh, Buffalo's yeah, I not playing. I know. He, Why are he, you doing this? Yeah, it, the, yeah, Buffalo, you know, the, it was coming up in about an hour, and he had his lotion ready next to the bedside to watch Josh Allen. I get all that. He can't get out of a freaking t- – He he's going to mention Josh Allen no matter what, where it is, what's going on. He's probably ordering dinner with his wife. Yes, I'll take a steak. I'd like it medium, please. And Josh Allen. I mean, this dude never stops talking about Josh Allen. So it's not a big deal. I'm just saying, if Tony Romos says something good about the Dolphins, I mean, he's, I mean, that, <laughs> even, if, even if it like hurts him, pain, it physically hurts yeah, him. Exactly. Exactly. But dude, Dolphins, it, he's right, though. The Dolphins have, and I felt that way for a month. The Dolphins have as good a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year as any AFC team. That's just the truth. None of the teams in the AFC are like San Fran. They're just they're, the the only San Fran this year is 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 San Fran. There isn't a, an AFC San. Fran. Oh yeah, they're basically a. We're lot all kind of like the three, four good point. good teams. I really think it's three: KC, Baltimore, Miami, are kind of there, and they'd be and and then the Bills are kind of right there too. That's the problem. But they just have some. They have ground to make up. They have no room for error, and we still get to play them. All right, Duke. I'm sorry. We've been. It's been ten minutes, and you haven't even gotten to say anything yet. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine. Um. Yeah, the AFC is crowded. I, I'm going to disagree with Ron slightly mm. and say, Let's make a better one. I say that they would like to have Miami in the playoffs because Miami does have a strong social media following. I do believe that they it would uh, get TV ratings, which is what's important to them. So, what they don't really want is like a Browns Jags uh, AFC championship game. But I think the Dolphins would be one of those teams that they would make money off of it. That's that's what that's what's important. They make money off Josh Allen. They make money off Lamar. They make money off Patrick Mahomes. I think they would make money off the Dolphins. Man, I'm telling and, you right now, though, if it was a Dolphins San Fran Super Bowl, and then you got Marino there for the Dolphins, and you got 
You got Montana there for the Niners, just that old time in 1984. So, uh, yeah, so, so cool. exactly. I mean, they they it, it could be marketed very well. So that that's the key is is who can you market? And Jacksonville has uh, as Trevor Lawrence. That's their biggest marketable player. Uh, but Miami has several people that would absolutely you know they could uh, make money off of by having them make playoff appearances. So um, they they. They would want Miami to make to, to, to make the playoffs, which Miami all they have to do is win this week. They win and they're in. So it's one step at a time, but just one way or on. another. So that, that that's the current playoff situation. Is that regardless of whatever happens after that, if the Dolphins win against the Cowboys, that's it. They're in. If my yes, Miami wins, they are in the playoffs. If Miami wins and Buffalo loses, they win, they win the division. The and there's some other like crazy scenarios that are out there um and you can find this on nfl.com so i'm not going to go dig that up but essentially miami wins they're in the playoffs miami goes to baltimore and wins they win the division miami beats buffalo weeks 18 they have home field advantage so and the first week by yeah so they they get uh basically everything that they would want so they they've just got to win and i want to say our own destiny baby and I want to say this. So, Lewis, I know what made you sick because it made all of us sick. Um, <laughs> I, I wish you were right, Duke. I wish you were right. I wish it was what you're about to say. I wish it was true, but go ahead. <laughs> and no, it's not true, but go ahead. <laughs> but, but, well, well, whatever was going on, whatever was going wrong with you, that did not help matters. I it did not. That. No, I was miserable on that. <laughs> so, so Ron and I get get on here Tuesday night. And we are trying, we're, we're licking our wounds and we're trying to glean any bit of, of positivity that we can from that debacle. And the one thing that I think we both agreed on was this was a, a learning point, that this was a, a, uh, a, a game that they, almost like a kick in the pants that they needed. This, this, might, this might be the best thing that could have happened in Miami. Exactly. I, I was thinking that leading into this past Sunday. I wonder if it's maybe the best thing that could have happened to him. It refocused them right at the right time. I, and I, I think I'm maybe I'm, I'm kind of stepping on it here, Chris, of what you're saying, but I, I think I feel where you're going with it. That's exactly it. Was And and, and the players hit on it. Bradley Chubb was interviewed by Cameron Wolf, uh, NFL reporter, uh, after the game. And he said, we were not going to let what happened to Tennessee happen again. So he, he even said, yeah, I had that dumb penalty that cost us that we were not going to allow this to happen again. I think the team kind of got out over their skis a little bit, and they were like, hey, look at us. We're big and bad. We're the number one in the division, and they got humbled. And sometimes that's what happens. Lewis, you mentioned that in uh, the uh, pregame or one of those games, pride goes before a fall, and that's what happens. And so uh, I think what we saw Sunday was the defense said, they didn't just say, look, we're not going to allow the Jets to, to even get in this game. We're not going to allow them to have a chance to come back. We're not even going to allow them to score. And in fact, at halftime, when we all got up to go to the restroom or go to the refrigerator, we gained more yards than the Jets did by doing that. So um, we had more sacks than they had yards. Yes. At halftime. The, at, at halftime. <laughs> So um, that's awesome. So yeah, that was the defense came out. I, I don't care what the offense did, and I and, and we were injured all over the place, and Tyreek Hill wasn't in, and and we still we, had a good day. Yeah, Tua did this, and the running game wasn't. It didn't matter. This game was not about them. This game was about the defense needing to say, "Hey, this team is bad, and we can 
shut them down, and they did so in a fashion that was. Uh, I tried to look this up today, and I ran out of time to get all the teams, but I've only found one team thus far that had less yards in a game than the Jets did, and that was the Tennessee Titans versus the Browns, had 94 net yards. The Dolphins allowed 103 yards in an NFL game. 103 yards in an NFL game. That's like, I mean, you have quarterbacks that throw. for If a quarterback throws for 103 yards, that's like a really bad day. That was the total yardage that they allowed. That's Madden rookie mode. Like when you're playing like the scrub team on Madden, like, hey, I'm going to hold them under 50 yards. That's what they did. And so I think the Tennessee game kind of was the kick in the pants that they needed to say, hey, let's not uh, uh, let's not uh, pat ourselves on the back just yet. Um, let's uh, let's go out here and take care of business. And so moving forward, I, I like what this team's going to do. I don't think they're going to uh, they're going to get, you know, after after week three, they had the shirts. Why not us? And they go get humbled in Buffalo. They go to Tennessee, they're thinking, yeah, we're big and bad, and they get humbled. So I think they know every week from here on out, every game is Every game is like a playoff game. It, right? It's winner go home. Yeah. And even though it's not. Winner go, go home. Winner go on the road, more like it. it. Yeah, it, it is win or go home <laughs> for this team. And they know yeah. everything they want is ahead of them if they mm-hmm. focus. So uh, I have not watched Hard Knocks from last week me neither i'm gonna watch it tonight i was saving waiting for this jets game i I, i'm going i I haven't watched it yet and i'm not going to have time to watch both because i just i will fall asleep but uh i'm going to watch this one and i may not watch the other one just because but uh yeah that was so what we said came true this was their uh this was their their motivation this was their wake up (coughs) call and uh i like that moving forward And, and in a sense i'm glad that the jets game happened when it did because I don't necessarily believe that there's such things as get right games in the NFL. These are professional athletes. This is not, you know, Alabama playing Western Carolina or some, you know, D2 school or something like that. These are all professional people that get paid and they're, and anything can happen on any given day. But I'm glad that they got this team first because they knew that, Hey, this, this is what we need. We need to get right. And it was a team that you can kind of do that on. And, They've got three tough games coming up that they can't they can't look ahead. So I think <laughs> McDan- what was it? I McDaniel think- pretty much gave the team permission to say F off if they ask exactly. about any game besides the Cowboys. Yeah. So I mean, had the Cowboys game happened Sunday, and even if the Dolphins win, they might say, Well, let's look ahead to that Baltimore game because that's got some division, you know. If, no, no, no. They got the team they needed at the right time. Now they can focus on each week. Let's play this. This is a good team. They're 10 and four coming in. Uh, let's take care of, take care of them. And then we go to Baltimore and we'll take care of them. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a one, it's a zero, zero, one week season from here on out. So yeah, it, it, I just, I just recall, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, yeah, we, we kind of talked about that. And then I saw that interview with Chubb and I was like, yeah, that's, that's what he said. Right now what with Miami's situation is they're going to be facing Dallas. And that's going to basically be you're looking at yourself in a funhouse mirror. Like this is the exact, you're looking at yourself. Yeah, this is a, a warped reflection and NFC are like of your, <laughs> they're the dolphins of the NFC. And we're like the Cowboys of the AFC. You're a hundred percent right, Lewis. So now here's the question. 
people have been calling this the fraud bowl. Like who's who's the who is who is the real who are the real frauds here? Is it the Dallas Cowboys or is it the Dolphins? Now is that, I was is so it the Eagles. Okay, that's a different that's a different question. And I'm I'm sure somewhere Scooter Magruder has Jaguar. his uh his uh, his radar on now. The Chiefs. Okay, the Jags were never a thing. The Jags were never a thing. What? The Prince who will be promised? No, no the, the, the Jags were never a thing, man. <laughs> I, I, listen, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who got hit in that game and went into concussion protocol like three days after the fact. Um, so I, I don't even know what's going on, man. I, I, I'm, I don't want to get on a rant about the witch hunt that was the concussion stuff last year. But Teddy it absolutely was. didn't wobble. <laughs> yeah, but it, it 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 was a it was it was a thing. Uh, he's knocked out, so they are looking. They're tied in their division. It's a three way tie. Now they have the tiebreaker over the other two teams, but one slip, and they may not even make the playoffs. You talking about Dallas? No, I'm talking about Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, because they, so they they actually have two teams kind of hunting them in that division. Yeah, and so the Texans, uh, I don't know who they play. They play the Browns this week. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis, I don't know who they have, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars. They play is it the Lions, maybe the Bucks. The Bucks. So uh, anyway, it's, it's going that it's going to be a wild division, and it could come down that it's it's possible that the team that was leading the conference not a few, but a few weeks ago could be out of the playoffs. So yeah. it, it, it's also a lesson for the Dolphins. Hey, look, this could be us. Yeah. Let's not, let's not let it be us. Yeah. I don't know. There are already still people coming out and saying publicly, yeah, no, the Buffalo Bills are still going to win the division. They're going to run the table and the Miami Dolphins are going to completely fall apart. Like there are people expecting it to happen. They're expecting Miami. Well, they to want it to into- happen more than they're expecting it to happen. They're hoping it happens. Right. But, a lot of so the fact there. that they even haven't the fact that they even ha- are allowed to be in the position to even predict something like that it's because it's because we lost has, the Tennessee game it's because we haven't beaten anybody with a winning record we have we lost the Tennessee game if we win well, the Tennessee game we will well it have already won the east wouldn't we have or did we would we still we, need we, one more we, we'd win. be one game yeah so yeah that Tennessee game hurt yeah in but, regards I mean, to the division and especially the conference but again, sometimes you need that, and yeah, maybe it maybe gives some extra motivation. I mean, if you, I feel like if you could have escaped, just knowing with your tail between your legs, we almost lost yeah, that game. That definitely would have been better. Would have been enough. It might not have been a, it might not have been uh, as big of a lesson learned though. When you yeah. escape, you know, you then you start to feel even more invincible. Like, look how shitty and bad we played, and we still yeah, we got we out still of it, won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they needed to lose. I, I it sucks I mean, the way it went down, but we'll, but we've we'll tra- see. We've talked about this, and Ron mentioned it last week. Is that was the game that Miami lost that they shouldn't have, and every every top team this year has lost a game they shouldn't at, have. at least one. And or so, more. Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, it, it's. You know, it is what it is with that Tennessee game, and I don't want to focus on that too much because it's in the past now. We, we can talk the about the Jets, coming. and really, not, it's not even much fun to talk about the Jets because I mean that game was so. How about I that mean, game, Bradley Chubb had man? That guy yeah. is a monster. I, I don't, I don't know if somebody picked him for the hero, but that dude, he yeah. he played, he played like everything was his fault. Like yeah. he probably he probably had that chip on his shoulder all week. Like we lost that game because of me. It's my fault. And he was like, I'm not letting this dude or, or these dudes take over and, and win this game. He was all over the field. And and he um, knows, too, if you think about it, 
if the, if you just talk about just this past game and you include you include Baker and Phillips, we were down five starters. So it was like Bradley Chubb said, I- I'm going to put this defense. And you see quarterbacks put an offense on their back. Like Bradley Chubb put the defense on his back. And we're like, watch this. I'm going to, I am going to single-handedly lead this defense <laughs> to, to a win, regardless of what happens on the other side of the ball. It, it was just amazing to watch. It's so exciting because we, we traded a lot for him and paid him a buttload. So it's great to see him live up to it. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if it was the pregame or the postgame, but I know we talked about what it meant to put a team on your back. It was definitely postgame. That's, yeah, an, exa- I- that's an example. We just saw Bradley Chubb say, Get on my back, boys. We're taking this yeah. home. And there's not a lot of defensive players in the league. Defensive players that can do that. The the Aaron list Donald's. might be you could count on you know maybe one hand, maybe Micah Parsons, maybe. I put Jalen. Ra- hey, I put Jalen Ramsey. What? Especially seeing what he's done with the Dolphins' defense since he got yes, here. Could be. You could be right too. You could be right. Yeah. So that that's good to see, mm-hmm. and it's good moving forward. I read today that Andrew Van Ginkle played most of the game with a broken nose. Broken nose. That's so. Crazy. Uh, ow. Yeah, just just go ahead and go ahead and extend that guy. Just go ahead. Uh, oh, we got to man. Somebody's going it to for him this year, right? Chris, we just Chris Greer, you have one year deal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about with this Jets game other than the defense. I mean, the, it, it, it was what it was. It was a complete massacre. They uh, the defense took care of business. The offense. Um, they scared I'm, back. I'm, I'm going to bring up a reference for you for anybody watching the show. If you used to read Bill Simmons on ESPN.com years and years ago. He he had he had an article. I don't even remember what it's called now, but he would write and he would always mention that Belichick and the Patriots would have what they called a Milton Burrow game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you look that up. You can look all that up on your own. I'm not bringing it up, but I think this was the Dolphins Milton Burrow game. So, um, the offense did what it needed to do. Two was sharp where he needed to be sharp. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle stepped up big time. He's what 30 40 yards away from a thousand yard season so um raheem mostert got the record you know he was he was on he was being replaced every possible free agent and trade bait that came up and he's only gone out and scored more touchdowns than any dolphin ever so uh I want to. I'm going to mention. I love how Mike McDaniel basically uh, not so low key called out everybody for their crap. Talk about how the Dolphins are interested in this player and this player and this player. He he basically said, "You guys made that sound like it was real. We were never interested in any of these guys. Like you guys were interested in these guys, and and projected it onto us somehow." Oh, that happens all the time. Like like you know the. Media gets out there and just starts murmuring, and a bunch of people start murmuring, and then, then suddenly it means the Dolphins are interested in this player or that player, or want to trade this player or that player when they truly had zero interest whatsoever. There was never a discussion had. That happens to every team all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just glad I stayed on the Mostert train. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna add another thing. I want to talk about this game before we move on to the Dallas game, and that is the job that McDaniel has been doing the last three four weeks in the short yardage stuff, specifically third and fourth down. He seems to have found some kind of confidence there in, in getting the, even if though, it, even like the one touchdown, it took three tries, but, um, and then he ran it all three times. I think it was, I think it was uh, most first touchdown. 
He was going. He ran. It was third. It was third and goal at the one, and they ran it all three times. Honestly, I, I, maybe Chris, you were about to say this. He was probably going to run it for the fourth down too if they didn't get the third down. That, so, that was a four down, four down running situation. Yeah, I love. Kinda, I love it. I love I it. They're that, doing better. Uh, th- there were some plays toward the end of the game that he threw in those situations, but for the most part, it was it was run. I'm um, not even. I don't. I don't have a problem with you throwing, but if you notice when he's throwing, they're not doing anything weird fancy crazy except for you know they always have the window dressing with the motion that's every play regardless of what the play is going to be or just about um but it was like simple up and ins things like that like little crossers just a quick little crosser or you spread out and you have one guy that you know ends up on a Mm -hmm. linebacker you throw him the ball real quick nothing fancy nothing crazy nothing hard nothing 25 yards down the field so i don't have a problem with you throwing please throw please throw the fade route into the end zone into the sun i don't want that play anymore i don't miami doesn't have good works necessarily they don't really have great fade receivers you really want to you really they do have one they don't want to use him you're talking about claypool He's tall. He's six foot three, and he knows how to jump. Can you jump? Go up and get it. But he clearly hasn't, like, quote unquote, grasped the offense yeah, yet enough you to don't put him need on the much field to enough. Run. You don't need that much to well, grasp. And, okay. And well, here's the thing: if you job. take, if your you put job. Claypool in, and he hasn't been in all game, and you stick him in at like a a third and one on the outside, pretty much you're gonna might as well just go over to the other coach and say, "Hey, we're gonna throw a, a fade to Claypool on this game." And that, you and gotta have him worked into the game for it to all make sense. And, and that's where having not having like a receiving threat tied in hurts because if you had a guy, that's like, where we miss Kasiki. So. You miss Kasiki on those because it's like he's a jump ball specialist. And maybe you can add Julian Hill in there. You can work him in as he develops. Um, do, do we do we need Devontae Parker back? I'm just kidding. He was terrible at catching those anyway. Yeah. So, and Tannehill uh, was just sucked at throwing them too. Uh, yeah, that was not his thing. Uh, oh God, no, that was not. You, people think Tua can't throw a fade. Tua can throw a fade. Bro, I know Ryan can Tannehill throw cannot fade, it, throw the corner fade in the end zone. Tua never, 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 fade, never. Somebody to throw it too. Well, the the play that they threw was a, a third down, third and goal, and it was to Jeff Wilson, and he got mugged. Ch- but, uh, Cedric or Jeff? No, it's Jeff yeah. Wilson because he's out of the Jeff backfield. Wilson. Yeah, and okay, he, got, he got he got mugged, but they've not called that against the or not called that for the Dolphins all year. They're not going to start now, so no, it, it was no, what no. it was. You take the points. Uh, it was good there, but yeah, I'm glad to see that he got in there. And I want to mention, uh, I was going to mention Junior, who was who on the post game show, Junior from Inside Labor. He mentioned that the, the thing against Mostert was that his health. Um, he's never had a really a full season being fully healthy until last year and thus far he has been so um that was the only knock against him and i'm glad they got that they're still doing the committee with him but again 18 rushing touchdowns no dolphin has ever done that 20 total touchdowns no dolphin has ever done that uh not bad for a guy that was undrafted had one stint with the dolphins years ago i think he had one return and then he got cut like the following week so um, he, he's a great story like, he's, in general for the NFL, not just for Miami. Great story. I, yeah, I watched the uh, the uh, what is it, the, the uh, mic'd up that he did for week two mm-hmm. in the Patriots. And if you listen, this the way he was talking. I said, "You're you're not supposed to be here. You can't play. You're not gonna. You're not. You know. You're not big enough. You're not strong enough." He was talking to himself, getting himself pumped up. I was like, "I love a good story like that." And the fact that he's, I don't know how many they name for all pro teams. Uh, for first team, but he's getting a vote. 
it's going to be hard to beat out McCaffrey if they only allow one, but yeah. he's getting a vote. He's definitely second team, if nothing else. So again, not bad for a guy that was written off as just a, a, a just a guy or a platoon guy or whatever else. So, yeah, uh, man, I, I'd love to meet him and just, and just talk to him. Cause he seems like a genuinely interesting guy. Yeah. Try to get it on the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, the challenge Miami faces now. Obviously, Dallas is first up on the docket. After that is Baltimore in Baltimore. Those These games, man, these are going to be nail biters the entire way through. I really believe that. Well, we're only going to focus on Dallas for now. And I, what I don't love, what makes me nervous about this game is it, it's it sucks facing good teams when they just got beat, especially when they got pummeled. That was the other thing. Uh, every time that we was what that, that's game. what the Jets just went through on the other side of it. Yeah, shit. We got to play Miami now. They're pissed off about the Tennessee game, and then we go out and shellac them thirty to zero. That's what you're supposed to do. But, but the, on our end, it's like every single time we faced off against a good team, it was they just they took an L. They shouldn't. Yes, have. yes exactly. bro. Yes, I know. I thought about that too. But luckily, this is also the first good team we've got to play at, at home. Remember our other losses, our other three losses against good teams were all on the road. So we finally get to play good. Dallas is not a good road game. Dallas doesn't have as good a running defense as you would think. They're like 11th. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, their pass defense is where game? it's at, but they do that mostly with a really good pass rush. Did you watch that game where the Bills and the Cowboys? <sighs> oh, yes, I did. James Cook ran, ran all, over. all over them. So what Dan Quinn's likely to do is he's going to try and over adjust probably because number one, they're struggling to face the, the stop the run and they're now facing the number one running team in Miami. Um, I think he's going to let, he's going to really try and, and stuff the run. And and this, I know this sounds crazy. He's going to make us go against their strength, but beat it, beat them with the pass. I think, I think he's really going to try and stuff the run. And this has got to be a, a two, a Tyreek game. That's just my, opinion of how what i think dan quinn's gonna do to adjust for what just happened and they got quote unquote cooked <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i think that he's really gonna try and adjust for that especially playing the number one running offense in the nfl i don't know how you see it duke but that's kind of how i see it yeah and I- i'm gonna i'll let you guys handle the offensive side of this i want to look at the defensive side dallas cowboys are averaging 30 points a game or a little over 30 points a game. They are second behind the Dolphins. Uh, but on the road, uh, on the road, the Cowboys are averaging a little over 21 points a game. And that also includes two games uh, against the Giants, where they shellacked the Giants 40 to nothing week one, and they beat the Carolina Panthers on the road against non-terrible teams on the road they've averaged 15.8 points per game so miami's defense has slowly gotten into a top 10 range they are top they are top 10 in most every major defensive category that you can think of and only top five in some yeah, I mean they're number one in they're two in sacks. They're uh, number one in quarterback hits. Number one in quarterback hit percentage. They're like number one or two in sack percentage. So and number one in pressures. Yeah, so they're way up there in that kind of stuff. Their pass defense is top ten. Run defense is top ten. Uh, and that happens when you play a lot of crappy teams. But it's fourteen. There, it's fourteen games in. This is kind of this is where it is now. Yeah. So. Um, they they they've slowly built that up. So this is not a situation where it's like, well, you know, we've got a 
like the defense was last year where they're bottom tier and you know the offense is going to carry along this is dallas going up against another good defense on the road now it's going to be an evening game it's not going they're not going to be out there in the the hot sun uh like a one o'clock start but it's still going to be hot it's uh, it's a road game and they're averaging less than three touchdowns uh less than seven points it might not be that hot it really might it, like it's been pretty pretty nippy. I don't, over I don't know if that's as big days. a deal for them too, being there in Texas. I don't yeah, know. How, so, I don't know how Dallas weather is. But. I, Dallas so, is colder than than Florida. I get. Listen, well, I'm sure it's colder, but, no, <laughs> but I didn't know but, it got hot during the summer. So the defense, it does. defense needs to play like the defense has been playing, and yeah. I think led by Chubb and led by guys like Van Ginkle and and Ramsey, and we're going to get guys back. I hope see, Holland and Elliott are both. And back. see, you you can get by on a. a crappy Jets team playing with your backup safeties uh, and backup corners and all that. Um, heck, even Ethan Bonner got caught up off the practice squad and got a PBU. So um, They really like him, by the way. Good he's for like him, future, yeah. He's like a future guy for my Yeah, he's, yeah. He has the right thing. And was he uh, – well, yeah. Well, did not Tyreek say he was like one of the fastest like guys? Like the yeah, because they they were talking to Tyreek, and Tyreek said something about, uh, yeah, he was talking about all the fast guys on the team with uh, obviously Achan, Mostert himself. He goes, and there's this guy uh, Bonner on the practice squad. Man, he's really he's yeah. real fast too. Like, he had mentioned him several weeks ago, and so he may get the call up again because Cam Smith is hurt, got his hamstring hurt, so he'll be there for special teams. Do, doing what? Like exactly that. right like we were running we were too all, fast to lunch we were hyped up so much about cam smith I, is this just yeah. like a fangio thing where he just likes veterans better i don't know man it just feels well, like it, it, there, there's communication within the defense and i think it takes a while and you notice that a lot it's it's worked better later in the season so uh he's just you know he's got guys ahead of him and um it is what it is. I think Fangio is just going to kind of lean on the guys he knows at this point. But uh, the defense is going to have to step up this week. They're, they've got a tough task. But if you get Holland back and you get Elliott back, knowing now that Brandon Jones and and uh, Elijah Campbell can do well if needed to be, and you, hopefully you'll get X back, you get all those guys back. Um, it, it, this defense can can do what. It, can do what Buffalo did, can do what San Francisco did to the Cowboys. And sh- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nothing down. Uh, those two teams allowed 10 points each to the Cowboys. And I mentioned this on the Finsider today as I was chatting. I said, it sucks that as Dolphins fans, we're kind of used to the, like the bad. Uh, we've been so beat down and we're so jaded. It's like our defense is good enough. This should be a 31-10 kind of game for the Dolphins. Like we should expect to win 31-10, 38-10. We might do that, but do we expect that? No, no. that's not going to be my score prediction. No. It's like you said, it's expected to be a nail-biter. So what I'm expecting to see and what I think will happen versus what I really want to see are two different things. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the Dolphins come out and win 38-10 to because that's how good their offense is. That's how good the defense has been. Dallas is scoring against good teams, against regular teams, less than less than sixteen points a game on the road. If you come in and they score, and you win this thing forty-two to thirty-nine or something, it's great. But you need to be better than that. So I think the defense knows what they need to do. I think that Tennessee game was a wake-up call, and I think they said, "Look, we're not going to allow the Jets. We know they're bad. We're going to show you how bad they are." And I think they're going to step up against the Cowboys and say, "Hey." We can shut these guys down. We're not going to let them score a lot of points on us, even though they've got the second best scoring team in the in the league. Isn't um, Dallas's defense? Soon? I wish even if somebody from the uh, listening audience would chime in on this. Uh, for some reason, I recall um, maybe CK on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast mentioning about the rest of the defenses we would face going forward. And this was probably a little bit before halfway season mark. Uh, we're going to be more the two shell, you know, two high safety kind of situation, except for Dallas, that Dallas was a little bit more like a defense that Tua plays really well against. I'm not sure if I have that correct because I'm not really super knowledgeable about the kind of defense that uh, Dallas well, plays. I just recall maybe CK mentioning something about that, but I might be wrong. I, I, will, I will say this real quick, then, then I'll let you go, Duke, is that, Dallas currently, according to Pro Football Reference, it's they are listed as number the number five overall defense in the NFL, and this is based on how many points they've allowed all season long. Yeah, right, yeah. So as far as their as far as their defense, their defensive coordinator is Dan Quinn, who mm-hmm. comes from the. Uh, I was actually looking that up today. As a matter of fact, um, comes from the Pete Carroll. Uh, Monty Kiffin, kind of that it, Tampa two cover three looks that you're going to see. So I, I okay. don't know. I've not watched any Cowboy games, so don't don't hold me to this. But I would expect that we're going to see some some zone 
more zone heavy, not not quite Fangio style, but we're going to see some zone uh, concepts, which is where Tua, Enrique, and Waddle are they're going to eat. So uh, I know that they uh, Malik Hooker was out last week, and I don't know if he'll play this week. So that's a, a loss for them. Um, they're one of their starting defensive tackles is out. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to get into the offensive line yet. Um, that's, that's going to be a concern, especially if a guy like Jackson can't play, but, and their pass rush is going to do what a pass rush does, but this should be a game where we see, especially if they ever commit to the run, that middle of the field is going to be open. We're going to see some stuff in those zone areas where we're going to get some yak. Yeah. I, I anticipate they're going to commit to the run. I also anticipate Miami to try and really zoom up again, like they have in some games, how quickly they're getting rid of the ball to try and compensate against their pass rush, especially Micah Parsons. So that should be interesting to see what all that looks like. You might be right, Chris. I, I The more I think about this game, the more I'm kind of widening, oops, widening my my score prediction that'll be coming here in another 15 minutes or whatever. I'm just kind of, the more we talk about it and think about it, the less nervous I'm getting about this game. I could could be a false sense of security, but well, again, it all hinges really on on health and who is available. If if we play with the skeleton crew that we played with against the Jets, it will not be a pretty game. It's just I, I, mean, I agree. The Jets are that bad, and you can get by with it. You're not going to get by with that against a good team like Dallas. I don't care what people say, who they've beaten or what they've done. They've they're too talented to go out there with 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 that. Would be stuff. tough. Yeah. Um, just mentioning real quick, Alfredo Arteaga is in the chat talking about how apparently Dallas is the worst defense in the NFL versus motion, and they love to play man on third down. Also, the book is out on Micah Parsons. You stop him by not blocking him. Uh, okay, I'm I I, I think you, like you just let I him wish- go. In. That means you send the play away on the other side, or you get rid of the ball fast, or, or you or you throw behind him like like you're treating it like a blitz. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say it's uh, like I wish I I would I wish Alfred pop on real quick and just kind of explain how that works. Like like how do you or, not block one of the most dangerous? Can you bring pass up his first con- Can you bring up his first comment again? Uh, Dallas the worst defensive versus motion. Well, you know I don't obviously I'm not gonna groundbreaking information here dolphins do a lot of motion and they love to play man on third down well you may or may not know if you're a dolphins fan you probably know that Tua might be the best quarterback in the nfl versus man so that if that's the way that the dallas intends to try and stop miami it 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 could be an interesting day for the dallas defense yeah so what you're gonna have what will happen there is you're gonna get some shot plays if they're expecting man and and Tua reads man you're going to get those 60 yard touchdown throws to to jalen waddle that we saw because we have guys that can beat man uh you don't have scheme that they're just going to beat man so um it's going to be an interesting matchup uh i'm getting excited duke man you like i came on this show so nervous about this game man you got me pumped i think i'm gonna lay three grand on the dolphins if i lose yeah do do not do that no no, Uh, don't do that no uh, uh, do not do that if you must gamble go to pricepicks.com what is promo code five yeah yeah at least pick some players for 10 bucks maybe i won't pay three grand maybe 10 bucks is that Uh, better but what is the spread of this game does anybody know Uh, the last i saw was four 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 for dallas four for miami like miami's getting four or I don't giving know what the, four. I don't know what the, the Miami is favored is. by four. They're favored by four. Holy sh- 
crap. That, that mean, surprises me. But well, keep in mind, like home field advantage automatically gives them three. I think that's well, how that's it works. not a that's not a definite. I think a lot of time it depends on the home field advantage, but the average, yeah, it's usually three. But even I mean, it just it just surprises me. Hold on, uh, Mister um, wants me to give him the link. So I'm going to do that. We got 15 minutes left if we're going to make the hour mark. So he's got to go quick. (laughs) Hey, it's his rule. If he wants to break it, he can break it. He's our boss. This is the truth. This is true. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of uh, comments, Jeffrey's asking, uh, are we happy to get to 11 wins and make the playoffs, whether we're AFC East champs or not, and call the season a success if we win one playoff game? Um, Yes and no. Um, it'll be a, it'll be successful in the sense that we've not won a playoff game in a million years, uh, and win eleven games. The last time we won eleven games, we won the division. So um, I would uh, that would make it successful. However, I think this team is capable of more. Um, the offense is a top ten, top five offense. The defense is getting there. We said before the season started, if we have a top five defense and a top five offense, that's a Super Bowl team. So. I mean, baby steps and all, but I think this, you know, if, if they got in, let's say they make it to the AFC championship game and they lost there, that would hurt, but you can kind of say, all right, well, we made it, it hurt, that far. I would consider it a successful season yeah. considering if you, if, we haven't if you, sniffed it in, in since the 90s. Yeah, so if you make it to the wild card, wild card round, beat the Texans or somebody, and then you go to the second round and get slaughtered, you know, wow. is it really that successful? <laughs> The last time we won a playoff game was versus Peyton Manning, actually, believe it or not, in what, 2001? Was that what it was? 2000 or 2001? Ricky Williams. Yeah, that, that, that year. And our, you know, sick defense. And then the next week we got smashed by the Raiders. And that's like the last time we even won a playoff game. So, yeah, going to the AFC Championship game, and I won't say that that was the ultimate goal I have and hope for the team, and I'm sure not for the players, but, man, I would – Absolutely consider that a successful season and be Boy, happy. With you know, that. the last time the Dolphins went to the AFC championship game, it was, I'm going to say 94. They played Buffalo. They lost. It's 93 or 94. I can't remember. Yeah, it was played the 93, it's 92 season into 93 or 93 season into 94. But either way, it's been 30 years. Yeah. Um, the line, according to ESPN, uh, my app is uh, Miami minus 1.5. And uh, here's Alfredo Artiaga. All right, sir. So um, we're going to try to keep under your hour rule. So uh, let's uh, let's he- let's hear it. Oh, you could always go over. Uh, I just, oh, you th- I, no, I was under the impression the shows always had to be under an hour to get the audio for the podcast. If they're if they're under an hour, uh, they usually do much better as far as downloads. But if you want to go for 10 hours straight, you could do that, too, if you want. Uh, so it's not so much a rule as it is a guideline. Yeah, because you don't get more download. Because I thought about this. Okay, let's do an eight-hour podcast, and that way people have to keep turning us off and then turning us on back. It's just one download, though. Yeah, it's just one download. So you would think, okay, maybe we get 100 downloads from one guy, (laughs) but you don't. It does not work that way. Let's break the show into six 10-minute shows. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to part six of the three. Part six, episode 81. Yeah, so it doesn't season end. four. So you don't get the benefit of any of that stuff. Okay. okay. So yeah. you know, but it's always nice to just stay right there under an hour because uh people tend to tune in more. 
Fair enough. If they see right. an hour. So I, I asked for you to pop in to kind of uh, give some extra clarity on the comment that you had made about how the Cowboys are one of the worst teams against the, the, the motion. And also, don't block Micah Parsons. That one, that one kind of has me raising an eyebrow a little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, it's what it's what's been successful against the Cowboys. Uh, first of all, as far as motion, um, yeah, they're the worst team uh, based on EPA um, against motion in the NFL, and it's evident by what's happened to them every time they play a Shanahan-based offense. So and that would tell me that they have a communication issue. Uh, it also means that they play a lot of man, and when you get guys running across formations in man, because you're motioning and then you're remotioning and then you're doing an exit motion. It tends to screw them up. And then they do have communication breakdowns in that regard. And they're just not very good in zone. Remember who Stefan Gilmore is. Okay. He came in with in the Patriot system and he played a thousand years under Bill Belichick. And he was a man corner his whole career. Deron Bland was a man corner his entire career. Uh, so, you know, these guys want to play man and they're just not good at playing zone. So Miami should see some men. If not, they're going to see a team that's just not too keen on playing zone. And that's kind of what they went to against the Bills because they refused to take a safety off the field. They refused to get rid of their light boxes against Buffalo. And they decided, okay, we're just going to combat this uh, this running game by just playing a little bit more zone so that way we stay home and we're not taking these safeties off the field. And Buffalo said, are you seriously not going to add anybody else to the box? And you're not going to take these safeties off the field? We're just going to keep running the same play, and you're not going to stop it all game. And that's how a team beats another team when their quarterback only throws it 15 times in a game and only completes seven for 94 yards. Oh, is that so, what Josh Allen's stats that, that were? Was, yeah, that was seven of fifteen, 15 for ninety-four yards. Those are Josh Allen's complete, stats. Yes. What, how many yards did Cook have? Two hundred. Yeah, it was way over two hundred. Was yeah. it? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. I didn't realize not, it was that much. One hundred. I think it was one hundred seventy-nine rushing yards and then thirty-something receiving yards. I know yeah. because he single-handedly kicked my fantasy ass. Yeah, so, a career game. Yeah, but they ran. They ran for was it two sixty as a team? Something like that. That's a big day. You I know? mean, it's no 300 like Miami, but it's a big day. 266. <laughs> oh, is that what we had, 266? That's, what, the, that's uh, what Buffalo had. That's what Buffalo had. Oh, okay. What did Miami yeah. have in the Broncos game? It was like just shy 350. Of oh, 350. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's no question of who had the most dominant uh, offensive uh, offensive showing. Although, I'll say this, the Raiders got pretty close. The Raiders, yeah, the Raiders racked up those uh, touchdowns, too. That was crazy. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that Raider game? They scored 63 points, and they had half, actually less than half, the yards Miami had against Denver. Yeah. So that was an impossibility, how they scored 63 points with only like 350 yards of offense. Like, that's impossible to do. Miami, Miami when they scored 70, they had 750 yards of offense. Yeah. It's crazy. You what know? was that? The third highest ever, or something? Yes, yeah. something seven, like that. I, I think it was seven twenty-six. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I looked it up, and you know, Alabama Crimson Tide has had some pretty good offensive outputs, right? It would have been the third greatest offensive output via yards in Alabama Crimson Tide history. <laughs> hmm. And they Tua get to play McNeese State and Jackson State and all those other. Yeah, what if Tua yeah. had any of those? No, nah, he did yeah. not. 
Uh, but Bama didn't not it wasn't those because man they had a track team over there. It was probably was one of the Derrick Henry years. I'm thinking it might have been. Yeah, who knows? It was not, I, I know that I looked it up and it's not in recent history. Uh, oh okay. It was back like in the 70s when they had those oh. big big oh. blowups and Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant days. Yeah, but you're talking about Michael Parsons. How do you how do you you defeat him? You defeat him by not blocking him. You watch what Buffalo did. You run away from him. You leave him uncovered. You let him run the backside, and then you cut him off with your fullback going the other way. It's something that Miami does all the time. Whenever you see Alec Ingold in motion, and then they run away from Alec Ingold, he's cutting off the backside pursuit. So it'll be Alec Ingold hitting Micah Parsons about 15 to 20 yards away from where the ball is going. So you essentially render him useless in the run game. And in the pass game, you put him in conflict. You put him out into space. You put numbers his way to force him into coverage. And if they're not going to force him into coverage, which means that they're just going to play man, then you could just throw underneath him or throw past him because you know that wherever he's vacating, there's going to be spots open. So uh, the book's out on him. The Eagles figured that out last year. And the 49ers just make it a habit of just – running their offense away from Micah Parsons and cutting them off over and over again with Jusselneck. And, you know, it's not that he doesn't respond to it. It's just that that's what, that's what you do with a player like that. A player that roams that way, you know, you just got to you, you have checks. And running at him, that could work too. But why involve him in the game when you could just freeze him out of the game completely? Because then when you're running at him, you pretty much have to block him. He's going to be um, blocked by two people. So it just makes it harder. Better to use your resources elsewhere and just right. go away from him. You're right. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we'll go ahead and we'll start doing our zeros and our heroes here. Uh, Alf, you came in. Um, let's go ahead and get you first. Let's do your zero hero. I know your score prediction is saved for the pod, but let's do your zero and hero. Uh, if I'm going to say a, a zero... Hmm. That's that's a good. That's gonna be a good. Well, question. you love doing uh, offensive line grading on OnlyFans, so I, uh, I, I, I maybe how one many of the Butch Berries. <laughs> how many Butch Berries? <laughs> <laughs> like, who's gonna? Is how many? How many times is I can be <clears throat> by Micah Parsons? Uh, man, if I had to put a a zero on this, look, Liam Eikenberg is gonna probably try to give it a go, but he's hurting. Okay, he's gonna be playing in some type of pain. Um, the way that they're going to play against the Cowboys, tight ends are going to be essentially useless against them. You're going to want to accentuate your backs because that run game is going to be heavily involved and your receivers are going to be heavily involved. So I think the tight ends are going to be pretty much a non-entity. They're going to be, like I said, uh, they're going to put them a lot in, in, in cutoffs. So they're going to be blocking Micah Parsons way away from the football. So you're not going to notice them too much on this day. And Hero, man, I think they're going to see man. How can you not say Tyreek Hill? Is Tyreek ready to go? (laughs) Yeah, he's going to play. He's playing. No, I I have no doubt he's going to play, but is he going to be the cheetah or is he going to be more like a leopard today? He was fine against the Jets. He would have been fine against the Jets too. Uh, They just held him up because they could. Um, they're also getting a, a few more guys, spoiler alert, back this week. Okay. Mm. So it's going to be a much healthier team. Chris you guys back. back. Are we referring to the guys like Holland and Elliot? Or are we referring to like yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say they could bet they could get both they could get both cornerbacks back. I know that Robert Hunt's gonna try to give it a go this week. And if not, he's expected back next week. But uh I know Xavier Howard's playing. I heard that Jalen Phillips has been doing mushrooms in a dark cave and he'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome if you did, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <sighs> but uh yeah, Hero, I'm I'm gonna go off the board and gonna say, you know what? Somebody has to throw it to these guys. I think two is gonna cut that defense up. That defense is just tailor made for Tua. It's it's what they do. It's what they will want to do, and it'll be to their detriment. If they can give Tua enough time to settle down in the pocket, then I absolutely can believe that he if doesn't. They, he doesn't need time. He threw at two minutes and two seconds against the Jets, and the Jets have a much better and much more difficult defense to solve than the Dallas Cowboys. Now let's talk about that for a second. I mean, the Jets are a good defense. Like, we can't deny. They're, They're the number really two. How, how, how the man, Miami carved them up both times, man. Both because when you times. have no offense and you can't function on offense and you are literally. But not every team carved them up like that. Like, I get that. But not every team did that to them. Eventually. They had plenty team. of competitive games and even won some games. And we, we offense just treated good. them like a college team. It's My offense is good. And the Jets' defense was beyond exhausted and emotionally dead inside. They don't know. They don't want to play anymore, man. Or were They're they overrated? done. <laughs> or they don't overrated. want to play anymore. They're they, like, even we're week done. One. Just give us our paycheck and we want to go home. We're they, the they number weren't two. the Baltimore defense, they promised. They're the number two pass defense and the number five defense overall, the New York Jets. So they're pretty just good. Just like slice and dice them like nothing, dude. They and Miami held the ball for 36 minutes and 21 seconds. I'm telling you, they the did not want to play anymore. They're like, yeah, the, our offense can't score. There's no point in us going out there and doing anything. We can't do anything. Like, we'll stop. We'll do our damnedest to stop the other team from scoring points. But we know we, we know in the back of our minds that in five minutes we're going to be back out there because nobody knows how to be able to move the football on offense. That is just demoralizing, man. Well, At some point, and, and, it's and, like, I give up. There's nothing left to talk about. And, and you also got to realize Miami had a scoring drive in this game that was one play so one possession my head was one play how many seconds yeah. did that take like 10 so, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so they they just possessed the ball and 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 the jets just they 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 were wore down and then by the time the jets were wore down it didn't matter the dolphins put in mike white so it kind of reminds me uh lewis what you're talking about how i've heard channing crowder a long time ago i heard this from his own lips by the way, say they used to go up to the uh, to the offense before the game to chat him. Like, can you guys just give us thirteen? Just give us thirteen points. That's all we need. We're gonna hold these guys. We just need thirteen points. I just kind of feel like the guys on the Jets are going up. Zach Wilson, can you just score six points? Just we'll hold them to we'll hold them to three. But you just gotta score six, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, hilarious when you hear listen, Crowder tell that story it's so funny i, I would say this that I, I feel sorry for them but they're the jets so i don't <laughs> but that offensive line is what the dolphins offensive line used to be like for for many years and i don't envy them that and i i mean zach wilson's not a good quarterback and trevor simeon's not a good quarterback and Tim Boyle's but, not a good and quarterback. Tim Boyle's not a good quarterback. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, what do you expect that guy to do? He I mean, he he snaps the ball, the ball hits him in the hands, he looks up. And there's three dudes. And, 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 yeah, and there's three dudes <laughs> in the opposing jersey bearing down on him. 
What, what, what do you expect him to do? Yeah. I mean, we said that for years with Tannehill. We said it before Tannehill. We said it with Tua. It's like, you've got to give the guy a minute to, you know, catch his breath. And he wasn't. And you can chalk that up to their bad offensive line. You can chalk that up to uh, Bradley Chubb. Just saying, hey, I'm taking this game over. Uh, one time they had a false start. I remember this. This is my favorite play of the entire game. Their, their right guard was a practice squad call-up or a, a free agent right off the street, just how he was. He false started. He started early, and Christian Wilkins still beat him. That was just ridiculous. Like that, I, When I saw that, I was like, okay, these guys suck that bad. That you can start early and still get beat. And I'm not talking about like, no, everybody moved. He was only slightly early, and Christian Wilkins got the swim and just went by him, and then and the whistle blew. I was like, at that point, just let it go, man. It was over. So, Who was on the floor just looking at the ref like, oh, man, you're really going to make me play this front again? I love, I, yeah, I love so, that look. So it was, yeah, so their offensive line was bad. So as, as a Dolphin, as, as beat up as our offensive line is right now, I, I, I appreciate the fact that it's not as hideous as that offensive line. <laughs> Fair Looked enough. Very yeah. effective. Not even close. And uh, if you remember if you remember that sack fumble where, where Zach Wilson gets his head taken off by, by Bradley Chubb, they were in 22 personnel. They brought in two tight ends that had a fullback in the game. And they were going to try to do a shot play. And Miami responded by bringing in their 52 personnel, which is Raquan Davis at nose tackle, both tackles, Sealer and Wilkins, covering each guard. And uh, I believe Wilkins was in the B gap. And they had the two edge players in Van Ginkle and Bradley Chubb. And whenever the Dolphins play their 52 front and Raquan Davis occupies a center and a guard because he will, he's just going to shoot that gap. He's going to shoot the A-gap on either side, and you're going to have to use two guys to block him. That's going to leave both defensive tackles. Not one, but both defensive tackles, one-on-one with either guards or tackles. And you still have to account for Bradley Chubb. There's just not enough people to block all those people. So, and with Jalen Ramsey back there, you can't just and, and, and it up to your number one guy and hope that it works out. And the funny part of that was Christian Wilkins is ever celebrating the sack, and I don't think realized the ball was out. And no, Sealer so was already down, and the whistle blowing, and he's over there doing his sack celebration, which is kind of funny. And it's just that's how it goes. Some of those games. It's, so. it's funny because it went out well. If I if that had been a bad thing because they were celebrating before the play was over, we would have been really upset with Christian Wilkins. Well, I mean, it, it was a, they were the inside there. Yeah, they were inside their 10-yard line. So even if, you know, he, he he didn't realize the ball was out. He just doing his thing. Had, had they done that on, like, the Dolphins' 30-yard line? Yeah, that's a problem. But, yeah, where it was, it doesn't really matter much. Because even if it's like, oh, the ball is still in play, yeah, they're, they're still going to be in bad, bad spots. So. And let me say this. Uh, there is such a, as, such a thing as just being in a bad situation. There is something there with Zach Wilson that tells me he could actually play this game. Because it's not possible that you play well and then all of a sudden you go to crap the following week. And you do that consistently over and over and over again. I think he's going to be a a good journeyman quarterback somewhere else, kind of like a Drew Locke, maybe even a Geno Smith eventually. He's going to be, but it it won't be there. He's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick again. (laughs) The the Jets have an, an uncanny knack for finding Fitzpatrick's. All right, Ron, let's get a zero here in score, sir. All right. 
My zero is the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, no, I can't cop that. Like that. <laughs> Cheating. Um, Cheating. <laughs> my zero. Hmm. I think we have a pretty good game from Mostert. So I'm going to say A-Chan doesn't really have a very big game. I don't know if they're going to use him as much. I think they're really going to stick with Mostert. It's a big game. And I think the game isn't going to be a blowout. So you're going to see a lot of Mostert. So therefore, I'm going to go with A-Chan as like my zero, quote unquote. My hero, man, I'm taking the I'm taking the easy one on this one. I'm just going to go with the hot hand. I'm going Bradley Chubb for my hero. I just think he's a man on a mission right now. I really do. I think he's really looking to put this team and this defense on his back. Like he wants to be that dude. Um, and uh, I think he's just pumped to be in Miami. He wants to see us win. I mean, everybody is, but uh, I, I like Chubb. And as far as a score goes, I'm going to go 29-20 Miami. Okay. Duke? All right. Uh, uh, my, my zero – I'm going to pick Cater Kohu. And the reason I'm going to say him is because I know C.D. Lamb plays in the slot. Um, they feature him there. And so I think Kohu will just give up a lot of catches and yards just because. Uh, I don't think he'll necessarily have a bad game. But I just think his quote-unquote stats will just not look as good. Um, Isn't you know. C.D. Lamb their number one? He is, yeah. but he lines up a lot in the slot. So if if unless Ramsey's traveling with him, um, it's going to end up being Kahu. Now they'll 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 work around that because I don't know who else Dallas has. And they have Brandon Cooks and Gallup. I think I don't know if one of those guys are. Yeah, hurt Michael Gallup is the other guy. But uh, but if they get in a situation where they have CD Lamb on Cater Kahu, you know, Lamb's going to get his his wins in that. So. I, I really think everybody else is going to do well. So I just had to pick somebody. And I think he's overall, just statistically, probably not going to have the greatest game. Uh, I'm going to stick for a hero. I'm going to stick with the guy I've been going with, and that's Raheem Mostert. Um, you score 20 touchdowns in a football season, you're doing something right. You're living right. So I think he, uh, I think Dallas is going to try to take him away. He had a couple of runs this game that, Almost broke it and didn't. I think he'll get one of those. I think he'll have a, a couple of long runs in there, maybe another couple of scores. Uh, for my final score prediction, it, it's going to depend. If Miami plays a clean game, they win this, I think, fairly easily. I don't think they'll play a complete clean game, though. So I'm going to say 31-27 Miami. All right. So for me, um, I'm personally thinking that we're not going to see as much from Andrew Van Ginkle. I think that, number one, the broken nose he's dealing with, that's going to throw him off. It's that's, There's something to be said about pain, man. The broken nose is not something you just kind of snap back into place and everything's wonderful again. Like, that's going to hurt. I feel like we're not going to see as much from Van Ginkle. I think they might try to uh, – I need to check the Emmanuel Ogba situation, but I think we might see a little less of Van Ginkle. I know Melvin Ingram's probably itching to get back in there, so – I'm really, I'm really activated. They, and they cut JPP today, right? Yeah, they cut Jason Pierre-Paul. That was I, I, I knew there was just something weird about that whole thing. It's like Jason Pierre-Paul and Melvin Ingram's right there. Like there, this, there's that's just a weird move to me. So now they reverse that move. It's like, oh yeah, I sorry, we actually looked at the wrong guy on the uh, free agent sheet. We actually wanted this guy over here. Check so, the oh, wait, one key, one key about this game. Uh, that offensive line, for my money is the most talented offensive line in football, much more talented than Philadelphia's. 
and I'll tell you why. Uh, Tyron Smith is absolutely awesome as a left tackle. He's going to go to a Hall of Fame. Zach Martin is the best guard in football, although he's going to come into this game kind of hobbled. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tyler Smith, their left guard, is going to be a stud. He's going to be an absolute star in this league very, very soon. Biadish is a pretty decent center. And now here is the key to all this. Coming into the year, Terrence Steele was a really good, and I mean really good, upper echelon right tackle to the point where we wanted to trade maybe a second-round pick because that's what you would have had to trade for. That was the tender, for. right? That was his, that was his tender, yeah, was second-round pick. They decided to pay him instead. He was coming off of an injury this year for whatever reason, and I don't know why this, that is or why this is happening to him. He is having an absolutely awful season this year to the point where he's probably a liability. They have been lining up a certain way the last couple of weeks, ever since Jalen Phillips has been out. You know who's going to be over him for most of this game? Bradley Chubb. So there's a distinct possibility that Bradley Chubb could reproduce his numbers from this past week again this week. That'd be big, too. That'd be a big effect on the game. I mean, Chubb needs three uh, sacks. He needs to get three sacks the last three games so he can be first pro. First year, um, or not first year, but first, first team what, all pro. What does he have? He has eight and a half, right? I know he leads the league. Yeah, nine and half. He's, yeah nine he's got and nine and a half. half. He's going to need to really, he'd have to really pump it up considering all the, well, you you heard of me. Yeah, I heard your podcast, so yeah, you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Alf. <laughs> there's just too many numbers for all pro, for first team all pro. Even for second team all pro, there's just so many guys. <laughs> TJ Watt. Max Crosby. It's just too many players. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what, what Chubb does you know, in yes. these last three games. But the key is the team. The team is really good, and he has 14 and a half sacks. They can't ignore that. Yeah. You know? So, I've got a... So with all that being said, I got Andrew Van Ginkle as my zero. Not that I think he's not good. It's just that I just feel like with all the other players, Miami obviously wants to get Melvin Ingram in there. Emmanuel Ogba is still hanging around. And with Van Ginkle, like, again... Broken nose, no. Is is, there, is, there, is it going to affect his actual body as far as what he needs to be able to play football? No, he doesn't need to smell in order to play football, but it still hurts. <laughs> it's going to mess with you at least a little bit. So I'm going to say Ben Ginkle's my zero. As for my hero, um, I'm going to stick with the defensive side of things. I'm going to say that Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. Can I can I pick a twofer? I'm going to pick a twofer because I really feel like, like at this point. Like a Bowens and Gardner You uh, can't. You combo. cannot. You can't have one without the other at this point. Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer together, I, I I believe this with all my heart and soul. They are the best defensive tackle tandem in the NFL. The I best. think you might be right. It's possible. Like, they're not mm-hmm. neither of them to, neither of them to, neither of them alone are the best dude in football. As still but Aaron together, Donald. they might be the but best. Together, tandem. nobody can stop them. Nobody. One of them is gonna get by. If you don't stop Wilkins, then you're gonna you're either gonna stop Sealer or you're gonna stop Wilkins. You can't stop them both. They are going to get by you. So, but those are my two heroes is that it's going to be the tandem of Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. I dare anybody to try to come up with a better defensive tackle tandem in the NFL. Just one. I don't think you can do it. So those are my hero. My score prediction. I'm going to do what everybody else has been doing. I'm going to pick it. It's going to be a close game. I I just don't have that level of confidence that it's going to be a blowout. I just don't. So I'm going to say Dolphins will score 30 points. Cowboys are going to make it close. I think they're going to get 27. Because something will something will happen. CD Lamb will get by Cater Kohu or something on a deep route, or somebody will make a mistake in the secondary. But the Cowboys are going to score points. 
But I think ultimately they're at home. Miami will come out with the win. So that's our predictions. And for Alf's uh, score prediction, make sure you check out uh, Three Yards Per Carry, which will be coming out, what, tomorrow? Uh, Thursday. It'll be uh, my score prediction will be ample. Uh, There'll be a a pretty large spread in points in between the two teams. You're going to be the only one in this group with that. I I guess you have you have uh, a very important look. uh, One one very important matchup. I don't know if you got to it any time during the show, but Jake Ferguson, their tight end is an absolute beast. And if they get into a rhythm throwing to him, he's a problem. That's why Miami needs Javon Holland for this game. Because if Holland is active, that's who he's going to be on the entire game. I hope his knees aren't creaking too much. So we'll go ahead and we'll see how that goes. So thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate the extra time that you've spent with us. Uh, went a little longer than usual, but that, you know, when there's stuff we to had talk permission about, from dad. Yeah, we had permission. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So once again, make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code five. That's F-I-V-E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. And of course, go to my Nintendo store. Click on the links in the description below of this YouTube video and make your order. You will be able to get bonus items upon making your purchase. Christmas is almost here. So if there's ever a time to do it, now is the time. Your kids will thank you for it. Maybe you'll thank yourself for it because if you're that, if you're a gamer as well. That's going to be it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening. And make sure if you're not if you're not listening to this live, you're probably listening to this on the 3YPC podcast feed. And for that, we thank you for that as well. We will see you all next time for another episode of Pulse of Fins Nation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.